Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. ED. Yo. That would have been a fun game to go to. That was a fun game, period. It was a fun game to watch. Yeah. It really would have been a fun game to go to. I what? really wanted to go to that Then why didn't you go? <laughs> you know... Your boy's a family man now, and and, and take pri- the family pri- priorities. Take priorities. The, take the family earmuffs on the baby. This yeah. is the Believe in Forty ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I am Rashawn Haylock. Earmuffs on the baby. So we do have those headphones. We gotta, yeah. we gotta take you behind the curtain. I got a four month old at home, right? So I'm watching the game. Just plays are happening, just crazy, right? Uh-huh. And all you're just hearing a, a ooh and ah for me, right? And, and the kid turns over and she looks at me, just dead face, like, "What is going on right now?" And this is the first time she's experienced this. She's only four months old, so she's looking at me like a little crazy, like, "Dad, what's going on?" Get them um, started early. My, my wife just apologizing because she know I wanted, I wanted to go to the game, but you know, four month old at the house. Wife just returned back to work this week, so it, it was just the timing was just all off. Take the family, trust me, they will allow the family to come in. So you mentioned that. Uh huh. I'm thinking maybe 49ers Rams. It's on a Saturday. That might be the next play. We'll see. That game okay. got moved. I'm waiting um, for the playoffs. You know, wait for the playoffs. Yeah. I, I want. I really want to go to regular I have, season. I haven't gone. I have not gone to Levi yet. I told you I'm going to playoffs. Shout out to 49ers Mike. I think he's supposed to be going to the game. He he, he invited us. He's going to the game against the Packers. That one got flexed big yeah, time. Yeah. Flex on him. So that would be a prime time game. Um, this is a first for us. Coming on after a loss. A lot of things to unpack here on this podcast. We'll give you the three things we learned. Eric will give you his three things. I'll give you my three things. Uh, we'll talk about Jimmy G uh, and, and some of the mistakes he made. 49ers wide receivers and their play on Monday night in the loss to the Seahawks. And right now, where does this team stand? Obviously, 8-1 and one on the season, but how this impacts them going forward. We'll get into all of that and more on this recap edition of the Believe in 49ers podcast. So let's, let's get right into okay. it. That Richard okay. Sherman, he got up on the podium, and he said something that you say, I hear you say multiple times, um, and, and basically, you know, you learn a whole lot more from a loss than you do from a win. What did you learn from this loss for the 49ers? Oh, you want three things? Three things. Three things. Okay, three things. And you can elaborate. Uh, Be generous with I, the people. I, We're I, entertaining no, I, a I nation will. here, I, ED. I understand. I understand. I'll give you three things. Um, number one is that the 49ers secondary is not um, a weakness of the team. It, it's been referred to as the weakest point of the defense. Um I don't think it's the weakest point of the defense. I don't think there's a weakness there. You look at the plays Wilson's making. You look at what um, E-Man is doing. You you know, uh, uh, Witherspoon is on his way back. Sherm is playing solid. I mean, I could keep calling out guys' names. Everybody's contributing. Uh, this defense, is it's, it's solid. It's real. Yeah, they lost a the game. Uh, but you had, to, you had to have a short field. 
the Seattle scoring drives, you know, it, 87 yards. I don't, I don't care how good a defense is. You, the 2,000 Ravens, I'll take my 94. No, it's hard to defend a short field against a really good team, a really good offense. Um, so, you know, there were times where I was hoping they could hold them to some field goals when you get those turnovers and that sudden change. But you're going against a good team, and, and those type mistakes, they get you. So I learned that. That's, that's one thing that I learned, that that's secondary. And because I see how solid the secondary, because I wanted to see how those young guys were going to grow, I know that this defense has a chance of being special. It's, it's really good. It has a chance of being special and taking them a long way. Okay, that's one thing I learned. Uh, and I think the rest of the world is starting to see that since we're entertaining everybody. We're entertaining the nation. I think everyone is starting to see that because there are still a lot of people who don't believe that the, that, that defense is real based on who they played. They are real. You're right. They are as good as advertised. And it's a, every single week I have to tell people that. Like they really are that good, and you won't, you don't understand until you're out there facing them. That's that's one thing I learned. Number two, Kyle Shanahan is a really good coach. Kyle Shanahan showed me in this game that he understands his players, he understands his offense more importantly than anything. He understands his quarterback. He knows when he has to pump the brakes. There was a point in that game where Kyle did the smart thing. Jimmy, don't throw the ball down the field. I don't care what's going on. You do not throw the ball down the middle of the field, be it that someone's dropping it, tipping it, or you're overthrowing it. You're throwing it to the wrong color uniform. But for whatever reason, I am not even going to call plays. I'm not going to have a design play where you have to throw the ball down the field in the middle. We're going out routes. We're going check downs. We're going to work the offense in that manner. That's a smart thing to do. His quarterback is good. He's not great. He's growing. Garoppolo is getting better. He was having a rough time out there. Uh, He was getting hit in the beak. I've told you, no quarterback likes getting hit in the beak. And it was showing. It was affecting Jimmy. Kyle understood that. He saw what his defense was doing, and he was trying to put him in position to save himself. Because you can't protect anyone who's on the field, but you can put them in position to save themselves save themselves, and to try to be the most efficient that they can be. And I've often said that Kyle puts quarterbacks in the best position to be successful. I think you've heard me say that before, and I always, when people ask me about him, I say that's the thing about Kyle. He puts his quarterback in a position to be successful, understanding what he can and can't do. And, the tr- and it's a really good trait to be able to see that in the moment and adjust and I think Kyle did that there are things that he can't control on the field he can't catch the ball he can't make the proper read and throw but he can try to put guys in positions in which they can compete and excel and I think he did a good job doing that that's the only reason I still think I have him as um, coach of the year I know a lot of people talk about what happened at the end of the game and the clock management and everything he he threw control routes he called control routes uh, there were some bad balls by Jimmy. There's nothing that he can do about that. Everyone's like, he should he should have run the ball and run the clock out. Well, Kyle wasn't playing for a tie. Another thing I like about him, he was trying to win the game. He wanted to win the game. He's trying to get he's trying to get the ball out of his quarterback hands into his playmaker's hands so that they can move it and at least get a field goal and win the game. I'm okay with that. Third thing I learned, Russell Wilson is the MVP. I started – yeah, I do. You already I, knew that. Dude, no, 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 we no. We told the nation no. last week he was the MVP. I told the nation last week that he was my MVP at the, at the halfway point. 
Russell Wilson. Oh, you mean the whole season? Russell Wilson solidified that he went against this guy went against the best defense in the league, and they were playing well. They made him make plays. They made him have to produce. They made Russell have to find a way and to pull tricks out of his bag to win a game that they had to win. And that's what I was saying. I don't know if you saw the tweet or not where I said this is a this is the type game that if they want to be a champion that they have to be in and they have to learn how to win. When it everybody wants to win a game, but you I, I was taught early on as a Niner. Everybody wants to win, but one team's gonna walk out there and they gotta have it. And you you have to have it. You gotta have it like air. There there's no option. There is no we played hard. That like you have to have it. Russell went out there with that mentality and he made the plays. He found the way to take another breath. That's what I learned about it. That's why I'm saying I, I learned that, that he is really that dude, that he has elevated his game. As good as he's been all these years, he's elevated his game to the next level. Yeah, I agree with you on the Russell Wilson standpoint. I think he just further solidified what we talked about here last week. Um, that's not included in, in, in the three things that, that I learned, though, however. For me, the, the three things that I learned, and I'll start kind of one, two, three, maybe mo- most important. Uh, offense and defense have to be better in sudden change. And defensively, this is, isn't something that we've seen from this team so far this season. They, they had been pretty well, had done pretty well in sudden change. Um, See, I, yeah, I was just about to say, I disagree that the defense has to be better in yeah, sudden change. They, but they, I'm going to let you finish. Go they, ahead. They, they, they played pretty well in sudden change so far this season. I think going into the Cardinals game, they hadn't even given up a touchdown in sudden mm-hmm. change. One of those touchdowns was a clowny touchdown, so that doesn't go against the defense. But all 21 uh, – are they scored 21 points off of three Jimmy G turnovers, uh-huh. did the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Um, offensively, 49ers weren't able to capitalize no, and, and, off, I, off of those turnovers. And you to be a great team, you gotta make people pay. But we've said that, and and they did not do that. And and it took the defense to say, you know what, we'll score one of our own. Um, with, with, when 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 D Buck was able to, to take in that that mm-hmm. fumble recovery for for a touchdown, but offensively did not make the Seahawks pay at all. I think that was the most glaring thing to me because you have to make teams pay. I I do. I call games out here on the weekends, and the team that I cover, shout out to the wrestler, shout out Coach Mitch. This season, it's been maddening because they cannot create points off of turnovers. You have to. And and to be a good team, you have to do that. And they're struggling this year. You saw the Niners struggle. Um, so uh, struggle on Monday night to do that. And I think that was the I think that was the biggest thing. They won the turnover battle. If they convert, if they convert just one of those, aside from the debuck um, touchdown, offensively they they convert just one of those into a touchdown. They get out of there with a win. Um, number two, for me, I think the sudden change was was the most important thing. Number two for me is offensively, you cannot let one guy beat you. And we talked about this a little bit. Will the chemistry be off on the offensive line? You know those, those old linemen. Uh-huh. That chemistry is is, is huge we for them. They, they they yeah. sit together on the bench in alignment. They do everything together. And we saw we, we saw McGlinchey come in there at right tackle. We saw Jaylee, uh, Joe Staley return mm-hmm. at left tackle. And 
Jadavi and Joe Staley's an All Pro. I mean, we we talk but about him Joe all was the rusty. time. He hadn't played football. Yeah, and it showed. And it showed. And we right. talked about that. And, that there was right. that, that, that could happen. Yeah. Clowney gave those dudes that what twelve quarterback hurries. He ended up having that. Mm-hmm. He ended up scoring a touchdown of his own. He single-handedly dominated that game from a defensive standpoint. Yeah, they got a couple of good plays in the secondary. Bobby Wagner was there. He was doing his thing. Uh, KJ Wright, you know, he made a couple of plays. But it was Clowney. It was all Clowney, in my opinion, who, who, who was able to manhandle our O line, unlike we have seen so far this season. We talk so much about how they've been able to keep Jimmy G upright and how Jimmy G's been able to stand in there and in the pocket pretty well. He didn't have that time on Monday night. And, and a huge credit to that goes to Clowney. Even though he didn't get the sacks, he got the hurries, he got the pressures, it, Jimmy G felt him all night yeah. long. And I, and I think it was it was particularly Clowney and the pressure, the havoc that he was able uh, to create. Um, the last thing for me of the three things, so no Kittle, uh-huh. huge. Yeah. Um, we talked about that all the time. You, you, you say – you know, some people say this team doesn't have a number one forever. You've been saying Kittle is the he, number he's one. He's the number right? one, yeah. Sanders comes over. Maybe he's a 1A. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a legit number one guy. He goes down in that second quarter. And um, I wasn't drinking the, 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 the Booger Kool-Aid this week. He, he mentioned something along the lines of, you know, ever since Emmanuel Sanders went down, Jimmy G's passing kind of took a major hit. And mm-hmm. I think there's some truth to that, but I think, uh, even more, and we'll talk about this probably a little bit later on in the show, I think more than that, it was after that clowny play in which he was able to score the touchdown. I think after that, I noticed a shift in, in Momentum in, swing, in, yeah. In, in, yeah. In, in, yeah. But I noticed a shift in Jimmy G from that point on throughout the rest of the game. But the really? third, okay. But, but, the third th- but the third thing I learned was you had those your top two receivers out, right? Debo, and, and although he, he, he wasn't immune to the drops like – you know, the rest of the wide receiving core, you know, he had one major one, you know, in the, in the second half. I believe it was a slant. Yeah. Um, he, he had one. Should have had him in the, Hit him in the chest. Yeah. Almost cracked but his ribs. Aside from that, he looked like the only guy that was ready for prime time. He, I agree. that wide receiving core. He, um, he, he wanted it. He, he looked wanted like it, he wanted right? it. He, it was a career night for him. He, he goes over 100 yards for the first time in his career. Debo looked like he wanted it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and to me, that was encouraging because the rest of the guys – didn't look it, – it, it just wasn't there, right? Born, you know, he had that interception. Maybe the ball was thrown too high. Maybe it wasn't, but it hit his hands. Um, There's another one that went off his hands that was all, almost nearly intercepted as well uh, later in the game. Um, it, it it was just a tough night mm. for the wide receiving core. Yeah, and, it was a tough night. They and, were dropping balls. And, but Debo looked like he was ready for prime time. He looked like he wanted it out there. And he played, you know, so far the best game of his young career. And so if you can take that – and you can bring back a Kittle, and you can bring back a, a, an Emmanuel Sanders, uh-huh. then I think you have something with, with those three guys. Um, but it was tough. I mean, those guys had a tough night. Bourne had a, a tough night. Uh, Pettis was challenged. Uh, we're, we're, we're taping this here on a Wednesday. Tuesday, Kyle Shanahan came out with a huge challenge uh, to Dante Pettis once again, you know, telling them, like, basically through the media saying, look, you get these opportunities – you got to make plays. And that's, he, and that's the game. And he didn't make plays yes. on Monday night. That, that's right. Um, it's that simple. You, so, you have to when you get your opportunities. I thought that was huge. So yeah. th- those are the three things for me. Okay. Um, I agree with you on the Russell standpoint, but I, it, I also felt like it was something that I already knew. I mean, well, we well, knew he was that well, dude. Well, now, yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? No, it's one thing you 
I, I knew that the, that the team had shifted and things were going in that direction to where Russell is playing well. And you see the stats and, 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 and um, the stats say, okay, this guy's having a good year. But when I saw him perform against that defense and make plays, and now I got to touch on that part of that t- performing against that defense. I got to touch on that where you say the defense and the offense has to perform better in certain change. And you said it yourself. The defense has been very good in sudden change part, all year. Yeah. For the most part. This, this is probably the, the worst – the well, worst you game know they've what? had well, in, you know, in some no, no, this, this was, year. This, this is some of the worst. They were put in some of the worst situations versus, versus an MVP who's capable of making plays. Yeah. Those but, three touchdowns you talked about, dude, they, they, they accumulated eight, 87 yards. 87 yards in those for 21 points. That's horrible, horrible field position. Yeah. Now, you hope and you want to try to get out there with the win and, and make them kick a field goal because they already have a field goal. When you, you think 87 yards, okay? On three drives. On three drives yeah. for 21 points, okay? Yeah. So that right there, those are those are damn near impossible conditions. So I'm not going to go against the defense and say that they had that, that, that all of a sudden that they need to get better in those situations. No, offensively, don't put them in that situation. Because it's kind of tough to stop a team. I, I'd expect this from, from you as a defensive guy. No, no, well, I see it. I see the passion I, I, just no, well, no, I, from you right but, now. But no, but I can also say your job. Your job is to not let them score. You want your your job is to get the ball back to your offense. So defensively, I I feel it. Those guys want to do more. You want to do it. But but now, hindsight when you look at it, they scored 87, 80, They got 80, 21 points on eighty seven yards. The, the offense can't do that. You yeah. can't just give the ball. Jimmy Jimmy G can't stand there and just give the ball away. I, I would argue they faced uh, much tougher circumstances against Pittsburgh. No, Five they turnovers. didn't. I, I will argue only only six points. But but Mason Rudolph ain't Russell Wilson. There we so, go. So that, that that's the difference. There we go. You um, don't have, you don't have that playmaker at the quarterback position with that short field with the luxury of knowing I already have points. That's the thing. Russell hits the field knowing that we already have points. He's telling the guys in the huddle, we already have points, so, hey, let's now let's shoot for the end zone. It's all about the mindset of the team and the ability of the team that you're going against. So that was a very tough situation that, that yeah, they but, put them in. But, but also for me in making that statement, it's the accumulation of all things, right? It's the defense giving up points, short field or not, and it's the offense not scoring points. Were given their opportunities. And I know one of them was was late. It was off off the. Uh, Jaquiski had the uh, he, he had that that great play he made right the forced fumble and it was towards the end of the half and Shanahan takes a knee and decides mm-hmm. you know that was maybe forty seconds or less decides they don't want to try to drive um, and so they just take a knee there so that that's an opportunity that was missed um, but I think it's a it's a it's an accumulation right mm-hmm. because you win the turnover battle right so. You win it. You're plus. You're plus one in turnovers on the game, right? Seven turnovers combined. You force four of them. You give up three of them. Seattle takes advantage. You don't. Short field. And but I think that's the bottom line, yeah. though. Like offensively, you have to take advantage, yeah, right? You, you, Especially yes. if they're taking advantage of your mistakes. So I think it's a, a accumulate. It's not necessarily singling out the. The defense, if anything, is it's more. It sounds like you are. If anything, no, I think I think if anything, it's more. It's more of a a a a knock against the offense, but in general, it's accumulation of them all, right? If 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 you're the offense and you're giving up turnovers and you see them scoring points, 
when your defense forces turnovers, you got to be able to score those points, right? I, I look, I look at it as, I look at it as, as the, the sum of all parts, not necessarily just the defense or just the offense. And I think as a whole, they didn't do that. The points that came off turnovers were from the defense. D. Buck scoring that touchdown. So that that's that's what it was more like to me. I, you know, I you you're, you're getting you're taking this this a little personal. Oh, well, no, no, you're not, just, you're, looking, you're a defensive I, I, guy, and, it, and it's showing. I'm a football guy. I, you, you, I'm a football think guy. I'm singling out the defense. Well, no, well, you are. I've but never I'm, seen but this I'm a, side of a, you before. I'm a football this is, guy, and I and I just try to I look at it in its totality. This that, is that's exciting. Just, that's I've, the way I've I look never, at it, and I'm, I just look at what's happening in the position that you put a team in and, and how they do it. And what was the final I've score never, right now? What was the final score? I'm trying I've, to, I've never seen your 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 feathers ruffled like this before. Uh, my ED. feathers aren't ruffled. I'm just I'm just it, I'm just it, it looks counter, like it. counterpointing you. That's all. 27-24 was your final. So 27-24 was the final. Um, I couldn't remember that for some reason. Like maybe I just erased that. You know, and and another mind. thing, but, I, I'm, I was like, don't let this be a tie, please no. I well, mean, even, uh, you know, even I, if it results in a nail, like, like, I, you know, please what? no ties. Well, first, number one, a, a, a tie is better than a loss. It is, See, but it's, 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 it is, it's better it, than a loss. It, a, a tie with Seattle is better, if, especially if it comes down to games at the end. A tie is better than a loss um, with Seattle because now you can go up to their place. You go up to that place and you win, and it puts you ahead. Now you go up to their place and win, it, you know, it it brings you back even. So it's always better in that in that aspect of it. Uh, Kyle was trying to push the ball down the field. That's why he wasn't running it at the end. He wasn't playing for a tie. He was trying well, to get his offense. Well, he wasn't playing for a tie. But let well, since you mentioned that, this is a gripe that I had in overtime. Mm-hmm. Um. Running game not going particularly well, right? Breeders out. We see. I'm I'm waiting. I'm like, when are we going to see an injection of Radio Raheem, right? So he finally gets injected in there. We see a burst from him mm-hmm. offensively. Um, I believe it was the second possession of overtime. They run him. He gets close to the sticks. They review it. Terrible spot, by the way. And I don't know how they didn't overturn it by looking at the the replay, but it clearly looked like he got the first down. However, um. That play calling there, it seemed like they were, they were content on trying to kick a field goal and getting out of there with the win as opposed why to – Why wouldn't you? Well, here's, my, here's why you wouldn't. I feel like you're just bringing a guy off the street and Chase McLaughlin, right? I think at this point you're playing with house money. The dude's made three field goals. One of them got you into overtime, right? So why would you not expect him to make the next one? I knew he was going to miss that field goal. Prior to why, him, prior to why? him, prior to him why? going out there, that's, that's his job. He's not, but he's not that's the his job. Yeah, but it's also the eighth job he had, or whatever it, 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 it is matter. that he's it had this matter. season. So, 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 so now, so now, what you're saying, as far as you the 40, can't rely hold, on him, on, that, like he's on. not Robbie Gold. Let, let me just say this: let me, Robbie Gold's a kicker. I don't care. That's his job. Whoever the kicker is. So, why am I going to believe that the 49ers brass and we sit here and we say they've done such a good job in selecting? Their DBs, their linebackers, their pass rushers, their running backs. You talk about Radio Raheem. We're talking about the quarterbacks. We're talking about all these things that they're doing and the development of these guys. But all of a sudden, you're going to put a bomb at the kicker? They brought in someone that could do the job. I, I believe that they brought in someone. They had an opportunity to look at different guys. This guy can do the job. They put him out there. He was doing his job. Why would I expect him to not be able to all of a sudden do his job? Because of pressure, pressure's always there. It's like those drop balls, like they're feeling the pressure. Pressure's always there. You're either feeling it or you're applying it. It's a part of the it's a part of the gig. 
the pressure's not going anywhere. Every play you make is important. Every play you take is important. So he's supposed to do the job. So I don't have a problem with them playing. You got the interception. You kick a field goal. You win. Make the field goal. You made the other ones. You made the extra points. Make the field goal. That's your job. Period. It's like don't put don't put the pressure on the field goal kicker to do his job. Did you hear me say earlier? You cannot protect anyone on the field. You can't protect a football player. The only way you can possibly protect his feelings, his emotions, is to not put him on the on the squad. Now he's protected. But if you are in a uniform and you touch the field, coach can't save you, man. You got to do your job. <laughs> so everyone's feeling sorry for this guy, and he shouldn't have been on him, and and he shouldn't have had to make that kick. I don't, I don't know that I'm feeling sorry for him because whether he made the kick or not, he was going to be back on the streets this week so as long but, as Robbie so Gold but, came you, back. You you really so, are feeling sorry for him if you're blaming the coach for putting him in that position. No, no, the the game the game scenario put him in that position. The defense making a tackle put him into that position. If they had missed tackles and and the running back scores, then he's not in that position. The game put him in that position. Now he's got to do his job. I think they're coming after you this time. They're always coming for you, man. (laughs) They're always coming for you. I think they're coming after you this time. I don't hear sirens unless I'm around you. The smoke is coming from (laughs) you, man. I think they sensed it. They're they're coming. Like I said. So so you said it's part of the gig, right? It's part of the gig. Okay, so – it's part of the gig, right? He doesn't have a gig. He's not one of the best 32. He does have to, a gig. Do it. You know, I know he has a gig. I saw him in a uniform. Hold up. I, I, was, I was watching. I saw him in a uniform. I saw him dressed as a Niner on Levi Phil kicking. I saw him. And you know what? I know for a fact, I am 100% certain that you do not get on that field in a uniform if you don't have a contract. Yeah, but he, he had a gig. He was he was a contracted worker for the San Francisco 49ers. All right there. 4949 Centennial will be on his check that he picks up this week. He has a gig. Don't tell me. He 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 is a working NFL football player. On loan. Meaning No, no, no. No, he's, he's not, not on loan. He's not on loan. They didn't Dude, borrow him. It, he he wasn't borrowed. He's being paid to do a job. His job is to kick the football between the uprights. You, there's no pass. On loan. No, there's no pass. He's on loan. Someone he's got not a injured. member of the Some, 49ers hold team on, hold on, is what for, I'm saying. Yeah, so he, you're, he's you're, totally a member of so the 49ers team. So you're depending on an outsider to win this he's game He's not for an you. outsider. Dude, he is. No, they put him in the colors. He's not an outsider. He wasn't he's on there. the opening day roster. There are a lot of guys he who He was on the street. There are a lot of guys he who He was looking for hold employment. Hold on, stop. Whether he made the kick or not, he's not going to be in the colors after this week. Let me just say this. So he wasn't on the opening day roster. So if I pull someone up to play and start at my linebacker position that wasn't on the opening day roster, is he not a part of my family? He wasn't on the opening day roster. But if someone's on my scout team and I pull them up, they're not on the opening day roster. No, someone got injured and we have to bring up a guy and we bring up a guy and we put on someone and we sign someone that we believe can get the job done. That's what you have to do when you're administration. But ideally, you're depending on this guy for this game and this game ideally, only. Ideally, I'm depending on this guy. All the, you know what? All the more for, reason. Listen for to what I'm saying. this game and this game All only. the more reason why I'm going to sign someone that I believe can efficiently do the job. So if I'm if I'm only dependent on you for one job, 
Am I going to put a bum in that position that I think could lose it for me? No. Think about it. Because this is the this is the one. You do, do you understand how important every game is in the NFL? You have so few of them, and they all are so important. I am not going to put any bum out there. The only way you put bums out there is when you get trapped. You get trapped, and the, and the team is falling apart, and you have nothing to play for. That's when bums hit the field. That's, that's, that's the only time. You, the Niners aren't going to put a bum in a position to make a play. And you know what? And the guy wasn't a bum. He went in and he performed. He missed a kick. Make the kick. But, I, but I'm not going to go back here and say Kyle Shanahan, offensive play selection, anything that happened, it set him up to be a failure. No, the game the – game, presented itself in a fashion for him to make the kick to get him into overtime, right? It presented a, it presented itself in a fashion for him to win. You have to make that kick. You have to make that kick. It's just like in overtime on that third down, Jimmy Garoppolo has to throw that ball out further. That's a catch. To Debo? That's a catch. That's a touchdown. That's a catch. Game, yeah, it could it could have it's been a, a touchdown. It could have been he, a touchdown. If he makes a better throw, Jimmy Jimmy throw he underthrows that ball by four yards. Jimmy's got to make that throw, and that's what I'm saying. Now we're not sitting here saying right, well, what? but hold on, you're not saying well, they put him in position to where he had to make that throw. And and well, you no, know that's what? his job. And he's, that's, he's your quarterback, and he's you your didn't kicker. Pull this guy off the he's street. your kicker. He he's your kicker. All right, that, so, so, that's, that's what happened. Okay, if a right. backup quarterback had come into that game in that situation, he's got to make that throw. I'm glad you said that. Okay, so let's let's just let, let let's just throw a scenario out here, right? So you're in overtime of a game, right? Say you you lost your your top two quarterbacks, right? They're both down an injury, right? You have to bring some guy off the street to be your starting quarterback this week, right? You go into overtime. Are you gonna rely on this guy's arm to try to win the game for you? Am I going to rely on his arm to try and win a game? I may not rely on his arm to try and win a game. If I get in a situation, and this is what I'm trying to say about that, it's, it's not, I'm, I'm not planning on any of this. I'm trying to score touchdowns. That's why I had Jimmy throw the ball over the top. I'm trying to throw touchdowns and win the game. That's what you're trying to do. All of these, all these situations and scenarios, that's, that's how it all plays out. You're always yeah, that, was, that was a different drive. But, but, but no, no, but what I'm saying, I was trying, I'm trying to win the game there. All of these things, I'm trying to win the game. I'm trying to score a touchdown. No, no offensive coordinator calls plays to fail and to kick field goals. Everybody is trying to score touchdowns. That's just, that's just how they're all written up, okay? <laughs> that's, that's how they're drawn up. Now, back to, back, to, back to the quarterback. If the situation gets to where I need this quarterback to throw the ball, to get us in position to be able to score, he has to throw the ball. If the game has put it in, the game has brought it that way. It's just like a running team that comes into the game and we want to run the ball. We want to run the ball. Well, guess what? You're down by three scores now. You can't run the ball. Your quarterback may not be the strength of your team, but you have to throw the ball because the game has dictated it. And that's that's what happens when when. If it dictates for you to play it that way, you play it that way. Back to this kicker. Make the kick. I'm not planning on you having to kick. I'm not planning on going to overtime. I'm planning on scoring 50 points. I'm planning on my defense not allowing them to score. But guess what? We had these turnovers. You didn't plan on having three turnovers, short field turnovers. You didn't plan on that. 
defense, you have to try to get something going. Okay, I didn't plan on this game being this type of game. You got to kick a field goal to get us into overtime. You did. Now you got to kick one to win. Didn't plan on it. We we spend a lot of time on a kicker, as you would say, especially a guy who he didn't make the kick. Especially a guy who's not going to be in the colors next week. He's in them right now. If if Robbie Gold is back in the lineup, that's my whole point. My whole point is he is not one of thirty-two, right? He's not one of the best thirty-two kickers in the league. You you bring this guy in. You're borrowing this guy. Can basically. I tell you He's something? Can I tell on you? Long, no, hold on, right? hold on. You say you say you say he is not one of the best 32 kickers in the league. That night he was. Monday night he was one of the best 32 kickers in the in the league. I'll tell you why. Yeah, but where's he going to be well, next? On, hold, next hold on, hold on. Sunday. Hold, guess what? He may be number 33 because if gold is if, if because Robbie is better. Robbie wasn't better than him that night because Robbie Robbie had a hitch in his giddy up. Okay, so Robbie wasn't better. That's my point. You you it's 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 one of those things. There 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 are 32 starting quarterbacks. Okay, um, there you you look at it. There are 64 starting corners. Making you number 65 doesn't mean you can't play. It just means that those other 64 are a little better and they're starters. It's the same with the kickers. So so that night, that particular night, that's what I'm trying to point out to you. It's not like he's some bum. Bum, you don't get to play. I didn't say he was a bum, but I'm saying on that particular night, he was one of the best available kickers around, and you're relying on this guy to win a game for you. I know. No, no, no. Got a little conservative, and I don't know that they necessarily were going for the end zone. I think they should have went for the end zone in that that situation. Play calling got conservative because your quarterback was not performing well. Smart by the coach. Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. During that, and you saw, saw those earlier drives. He was throwing the ball. He was off. He, he, off. He was throwing. He was. He was. <laughs> he was laser dotting guys in Seattle uniforms and throwing the ball to him. I mean, he was red dotting guys. It was like a sniper. <laughs> and, and, and just balls coming straight to them. They had they, not, they not had his, red dots on their chest. Not his best performance. Okay, so we agree on that. So if you see that now, so now let's flip this back. You were saying that he got conservative. No, he couldn't push the ball down the field. The routes that the 49ers normally run, that you've seen them run all year, the crossing routes, you see them running intermediate routes in the middle of the field between the numbers where he Jimmy's did his best. He was missing them. He those. was missing them. So you, so do you call those and possibly put the defense in a in the fourth bad situation? You have to look at it that way. you got to think about that. That's what I'm saying. The game dictates how you adjust, and that's what was happening. So it wasn't a question of being conservative. It was a question of this is the best scenario down the field. And then finally, even in that last drive, the play that they finally – that he he gave an opportunity to throw one over the top, and he short-arms it. Yeah, but the, the ball was in his hands basically until they got in the field goal range is what I'm saying. So it wasn't like that entire drive was just run, 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 run. Like the ball was in Jimmy's hands until they got into field goal range. And then we saw, you know, a heavier dose of Radio Raheem. And and granted, the spot was awful. The, the, ball, the spot was awful. The ball was in his hands. It should have been a first down. The, the, and the ball was in his hands, uh, and it, and you saw what they so were it doing. Was good, but, it was but, good enough to get them into but, Seattle territory. And it was, they were also throwing the ball outside, short routes, um, not pushing it down the field, not in the middle of the field. You see what was happening. 
and they got the ball into scoring range, and now you're in a situation where, Jimmy, don't mess it up. I don't have a problem with that. The game dictated. Jimmy was off. Jimmy was off. Jimmy Jimmy had shown that so, night so would you, he would, would either throw an interception or get hit and get handed to somebody. So I guess a better question is, would you rather rely on Jimmy or some kicker you just pulled off the street? The kicker had made how many field goals? He made three. And how many extra points? He made all of them. Okay, so, which is basically another so, field goal. So you goal. would rather rely on he was on off the street I'm looking at, than Jimmy I'm G? Looking, I'm looking at what is happening in the moment. And in the moment, my quarterback is throwing it to the wrong team. In the moment, the kicker is making kicks. Why would I not expect him to make the other ones? So we did, just signed him. So did him. you expect him to make that kick? I, I expected him to make the kick. That's his job. I always. That's your job. I, maybe I'm the only one that knew he was going to make job. that kick. Do you do you expect Sherman to knock down a ball when they throw it down his side? That's his job. Do I expect? Do I expect? Um, um, at my, at, my at thing, at, Wilson. At that, at, do I? Do I? Like do he I, made three kicks. At you, that point, you're playing with house money. Do you expect Joe Staley to make his blocks? You, you, you're out there. You're supposed to do it. You, you have to. You're not playing with house money. He's a kicker. Do your job. You kick the ball. You got one job. Kick the ball through it. It's not house money. No, you're messing with my money. You're messing with my money. That's like a punter who shanks a punt. You used to scream at him all the time. You do realize you are effing with my money. <laughs> I got people to take care of, and you are doing that. Do you realize the position that you're putting me in? The same with the kickers. Do you know what you're doing? Make the kick. So I knew he wasn't going to make the kick. So basically you're telling me right now I'm brilliant. Uh, no, uh, no, I'm telling you right I now. Am, I'm telling you right now you're slept rock. I'm, see? I'm, Everyone listening to this, you see what's going on right now? This I is slept rock. He's bad I'm the luck. only one that knew he you, wasn't no, going to make no, that no, kick. No, 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 no. You're, you're, you're the reason why. You're that negative energy out there pulling against the That's team. my negative energy it's going your towards negative, that declare? Yes, your negative energy <laughs> pulling against the team. So you're sitting there so watching now I'm it negative saying, Nancy. You are the guy sitting here saying they can't win the game. The, I hate you. The guy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy. Ooh, I hate you. <laughs> the, the guy. All, it was. It was set up. It's your it fault. Set up for him. It's your fault. Everyone. Everybody's the blaming the kicker, and they should be blaming you. That, blame, blame me. Bring it on. <laughs> hey, my, I'm, I'm out. My DMs are open. Whatever you got. Whatever you got. Uh, Jimmy G. He obviously took a step back. Right. Um. We we saw him. I, against, you know, we okay. saw him against the Cardinals, and we thought. We talked about it on this show mm-hmm. last week. Maybe that was a prequel to what we will see against this Seahawks defense who hadn't really been a great pass defense mm-hmm. all season long. They, they, so many tendencies, so many things that they did on Monday night were so against things that they have shown throughout the first portion of the season. Like, their pass rush has never been that effective. Well, you know what they their did? Their secondary hadn't played that well all season. They, they rose to the occasion. Can, can, well, can I tell you what they did? What Pete did – is what we've talked about a lot, and whenever I'm doing these radio broadcasts with the teams and up in Seattle, they so, made Jimmy do it. Uh, I I said when they played, like, well, how do what do you do against this team? I said, make Jimmy prove to you that he can win a game. I said, um, has he made plays in those situations? Yes. I said, has he um, brought the team back and scored when when necessary? I said, yes. I said, but. I would still make Jimmy prove to me. I said, I know they can run the ball. I said, everyone knows they can run the ball, but make Jimmy prove it. And what did Seattle do? Seattle came in and played. Normally they play a lot of zone, a lot of three. They played man-to-man, man-to-man, and said, let's go hit your quarterback. And that's what they did. They put a body on a body, and said, Jimmy, let's see if you can make perfect throws. And Jimmy didn't. He didn't get it done. They put the pressure on him, and from the start, he looked a little he looked a little nervous. And this is one of those games that 
Um, and, and it was it was funny on Twitter and people come back like quarterbacks don't play against one another. And I was like, no, yeah, actually they do. Um, and I didn't feel like explaining. I couldn't get into it on Twitter. I'm not going to try and explain everything because it just takes too long. But tell us what, now. Well, the reason. Well, uh, quarterbacks are going to dictate what the opposing quarterback does. This is how. Oh, so, and let's just say you're playing against Peyton Manning. Because everyone thinks, well, everything that that offense, everything that, that Peyton's just playing against the defense. No, he's playing against that offensive coordinator and that quarterback. And that's why I was saying that, that this guy, Jimmy Garoppolo, was going to be, be playing against Russell Wilson. It's the first time he's ever been in that situation. Big game playing against a big-time quarterback. He's been the backup in those situations. Why? Because how that how that opposite quarterback performs the drives that he's able to sustain the time that he's taking the passes that he makes the plays that he can that he can prolong the wild plays and the emotion that he can bring to his sideline it is going to directly affect the play calling of the opposing offensive coordinator and the plays that that opposing quarterback is going to have to make or that will be taken out of his playbook if that other team gets off to a big lead because that other one's hot, guess what? Those pass plays that we put in for you, you don't get to run them. So, so that's what I'm trying to say. You, you, you are playing. Those quarterbacks are playing against one another, and you have to understand that. And I, and I, I really wanted this game to happen. That's why I was so excited because this is a that's that's the type of game you have to learn how to play in. Jimmy's never played in one of those. This this group of Niners hadn't been in one of those. They're going to be in a lot of them moving forward. And that was a good feel because that's one that they easily – I'm not going to say easily. It was a tough game. But that's one that they could have won. That's one that they put themselves in position to win. Make the kick and you win it with everything else that happens. Even Jimmy having a bad night, you still could win. Even with your tackles having a bad night, you still could have won. Even with your defense not being just flat-out shut down. You still had an opportunity to win. So now, how do you get that little bit of extra? How does how does Jimmy understand how to get out of that funk that he was in when you're going against a high-end quarterback, an efficient quarterback, a guy that knows how to win those games? How do you find a way to dictate what that guy on the other sideline has to do? That's what that's where he has to grow. That's all. He's just got to grow. He's good. He's not great. Everybody wants him to be great, and we've been having that discussion. He's not great. He's good. I'm not, I'm not giving him the franchise yet. He's a good quarterback. I keep saying he's a good quarterback, but I also say that that's the weakest position on the team. This last game, the wideouts tried to take over. It was a mixed bag, right? So it was it was guys dropping throws. It was Jimmy G overthrowing it was just, guys. It was just a bad it, it night. Just, Chalk it up for a bad night. Yeah, we said it was going to happen. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about that, like, would that constitute as that night? Would what we saw on Monday constitute as that one night? One of them, you're going to have them. They had one in Pittsburgh. You're going to have one here. Defensively, you're going to have a bad night. And I, I honestly think this this may be one of those bad nights for the defense, even though I'm still – it's it's hard to defend I, the short I, field. Yeah, but I, even with all that, like, I, I yeah. still think the defense played a great game. I think they did some things that we hadn't seen them do they customarily. They really well. They brought a lot of yeah. pressures. I thought Kwan was phenomenal. Um, your, your boy Greenlee, I remember you talked about him earlier in the season. He came up with that huge pick 
um, of Russell Wilson in in, uh-huh. in in overtime. And then every and, and I mean, and even on the touchdown, I mean, Fred Warner. I, I say all the time, he he hunts so wisely. He Warner, hunts wisely. Warner's the one that punched that out. He, he was. He's he getting was, no love for that. Warner caused that fumble yeah, after Russell did all that. He's the one that punched it out where Buck could score. He Warner played well. I, like I still think make, it was. He's just a playmaker. I, I still think it was. I still think the defense played a good game. I think they yes, certainly they played good enough they, to to win that they, game. They played very well, but 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 I. What I'm saying is that that right there for this particular defense could be one of their bad nights because it's going to be rare for a team to cross the goal line three times on them. So that's that's the only thing I'm saying about it. These the, those, those guys are real. There there is no question. They are, they are real and they're not going anywhere. So it's a it's a loss. Sky's not falling. No, the world's not ending. I, They're I think, still a good I team. Think you guys can get that from our. They're just not the best team in the NFC podcast. They're still a good team. They're not the best team in the NFC. They're and not you undefeated don't ha- anymore. You don't have to be the best team right now. You don't. You don't have to be. You don't want to peak too soon. Who's the best team in the NFC? Seattle is. By way of this win on yeah, Seattle, Seattle came into Seattle came into their house. I get you that, and that's that's what I'm saying. This is the conversation you and I had a long time ago. Remember when we were talking about the Rams? And what did I say? I said Seattle. I, I, but I was like, this is the best team. They were undefeated. There is no way that you couldn't give them the mantle of the best team. And anyone who didn't want to do that, you're just hating. They're the only undefeated team in the league. You, how can they not be the the number one team in the league? But now you've lost the game, so now that no one's number one, so now we got to go back to how with how head to head and look at everything that's happening, mindset of the team, players' ability, your key positions, what's going on, coaching, and all this stuff. And right now, Seattle is still trying to say like, you got to show us, Niners. I know what you're supposed to be. That's the one team that say, they they just came out and said, show me that you're better than me. And on that night, they were better. Now, the great thing about this sport, every game matters, but you don't want to peak too soon. You don't have you don't you don't have to be you don't have to be the better team in November. You want to be the best team in February. That's right. So, Niners now are going to have to do something they haven't done all season, and that's. Bounce back after a loss yeah. as as they fall to Seattle Thank on a Monday that night. goodness that bird's coming in town. <laughs> this, you put that bird on the side of your head, you're cursed. The, the, the a, a different bird, <laughs> no less, but a bird, another bird coming yep. to Levi's uh, this weekend. It'll be Kyler Murray and the Cardinals for the second time in three games. They will be uh, facing off. So we'll have that preview for you coming up later in the week. Niners lose 27-24 in overtime. The game went, I mean, basically five quarters. I mean, they, yes. they they played 70 minutes, like literally 70 minutes. Like there was no more time left in overtime once that field goal was made yeah, by really. Seattle. Like but it went all goodness, the way down to yeah, the wire. But thank goodness they had a lot of time off before. If you're going to play a game like that, you know, on a Monday night, and then come back in because that would have that could have really affected them. The guys had some time off of their legs, so. You, hopefully you don't see tired legs going to this game. I, I will say this before we let you guys go. The Niners definitely ha- – I don't know if they had the attention of you know, pundits and you know other people around mm-hmm. the NFL, but they definitely had Seattle's attention. And I'm, I, 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 I'm a, I study body language a little bit, you know, self-proclaimed body language expert of sorts, and um, – 
the reaction of them winning that game, like that was more than just a regular season win, an overtime win. Seeing the way they got after it and celebrate, and I know it's a Pete Carroll coach team, so they're uh, they're just inherently going to be a little bit more energetic than most teams. But you can tell there was a little something extra to that, and in, in the way they paraded around Levi's after that win on Monday night, uh, well, they, it, they had they definitely had Seattle's attention. Well, we I I said it before going into this game. And my excitement was high for this game because this was real football. Seattle understands that this this was the type game that both clubs had to win. This is one of those playoff positioning. The, the importance of this game, when they always talk about a playoff atmosphere, it was real. Levi was loud. It was a hostile game. It was a physical game. It's a two opponents that know one another extremely well. Um, this is like, you know, brother against brother. It's like that backyard game, and I'm going to prove to you that I am better than you. That's what this was all about. I am better than you. And I've been in those games, and I knew. And when you, yes, it does matter because now I can put in your head. I can beat you. I beat you. That, that's what this game was about, and that's yeah. why Seattle was And I know Pete, and that's the mindset. Like, you want to put in these guys' head. Like, we, I can beat you. Nobody else may, may be able to. Next time I see you, I may be the only loss that you have, but you know I can beat you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that doubt in your head, and I don't want any of that doubt. I need to know that I can beat you. That, that's why they were celebrating that way, because they feel like that they have put that there. Now it's up to the Niners to erase all doubt. So how will they begin to bounce back? We'll break down the upcoming game against the Cardinals later on this week. Probably give you a little bit even more bonus uh, Seahawks Monday Night Talk as well, because so much went into this one, so much to unpack, and so much of this uh, will, will resonate come Sunday, uh, win or lose, for the 49ers. So this has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. We'll see y'all later this week. Niners got to bounce back from their first loss of the season. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.